Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We've got to be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We'll rock it like you're never gonna see us again Come on And a very late good evening to you all It is Pure Gold live on the air for this Tuesday night January 14th, 2014. Welcome once again to the show that covers everything and anything. It tells it like it is. My name is Joe Buccino. My co-host somewhere in New Jersey is David Gomez. Welcome back, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. Um, Welcome back. Why would you be telling me that, sir? What is the point of the welcome back? Well, you know, it's been a week since we talked, and uh, welcome back. Yeah, it's been brutal. I don't even know how I've been able to live. Folks! If you'd like to be a part of the show, make sure you give us a call. As always, 714-364-4721. Check out our website, puregoldpg.com, where you can see all of our past episodes, links, past guests, etc., etc., etc. Jimmy? Yeah, that, that last episode really put it over the top there. Uh, man, it's late. I can't believe we're doing late night talk radio, sir, on the air. It's 11 o'clock. Holy moly. I, I didn't think I'd make it today. Yeah, it's it's tough, sir. 11 o'clock is definitely tough, but um, it, it's definitely worth it in terms of, uh, you know, the fact that we can do the show late. We're, you know, we're both out of your home. You know, we're in different, different places, so, you know, we don't have to worry about going anywhere and driving out or whatever, which, of course, I, I mean, I definitely think that our best shows were when we were together, but uh, this is home. definitely... Yes, Mike. Uh, well, and we out of your homes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Mike. Wait, what was that, Mike? You have, Mike? A, show Wait, you have Mike? a show on the internet? Yes, we do, What's Mike. Thank you for chiming in. What's your show called? <laughs> oh, of course. I, I can't forget. I mean, that's always at the end of the show, but, uh, you know, yeah. I'll find that, sir. I'll, I'll find that little clip there. All right, so tonight on the program, we will be talking some more, believe it or not, wrestling, WWE, some news from last night's Raw, we'll talk about the network again, we'll, you know, one week, not even a week into uh, the whole announcement, this whole big announcement, and already, um, what's the name of your Pure Gold. Pure Gold. Yes, Yes, sir. Mike, let me just get through the rundown, please. Um, Like I said, not even a week into the announcement, I'm already uh, starting to become a negative Nelly about it. I know Dave is going to rip me for it, but uh, there's some things that I just have to bring out just uh, to bring it out there because I, you know, am a negative Nelly. So we'll talk about Raw. We'll talk about our first induction of the 2014 Hall of Fame. We'll break down most of Raw last night. We'll talk about A-Rod. He's in the news again, yes, again. And hopefully add the news within the next couple weeks to a month. 
We'll talk about the NFL games that happened this past weekend. We'll look ahead at the championship games this Sunday. And then Dave has a whole lot of nuggets about some TV shows, including Arrow, Shield, and the new show called, the new Gotham show. What's the name of that show called? Uh, Gotham. Oh, Gotham, there you go. So uh, we may have um, our, you know, wrestling reporter from Ohio, Pyro Falcon, calling in to talk about wrestling. But so or that, not, that is, or, or not, I mean, if he wants to call, he, he can. If not, he could go back to bed, um, which I should be doing right now. But uh, let, let's talk about wrestling, sir, since that's the big topic of the show. Last night was Monday Night Raw. And, um, you know, we're on the road to WrestleMania, so that obviously means an induction to the Hall of Fame. You know, our first inductee is none other than, um, you know, one half of the the best match I consider the best match of all time, the Ultimate Challenge. The Ultimate Warrior well, finally gets inducted. Go ahead, sir. I, I don't know about the best match of all time, but I would say it's one of, one of it's not the biggest matches of all time. No, I mean, for me personally, I just still think it's the biggest and best match of all time, only because of the storyline, how big the two were at the time, and it was title for title, you know, all that jazz. So, uh, you know, it was at a big arena at the Toronto Sky Dome. So, uh, you know, it was definitely my favorite match, and still is my favorite match of all time. But, um, you know, the Ultimate Warrior is in. Your thoughts on that, sir, considering the fact that he wasn't, um, you know, he didn't sustain... Um, his greatness over years like uh, other people, but then again, we always go back to Coco Beware going into the Hall of Fame. I guess you could induct anyone. Yeah, I think that honestly, every time this comes up, we always have to talk about Coco Beware because, and it's the only time we ever do talk about him because the truth is, if Coco's in the Hall of Fame, anyone can go into the Hall of Fame, and the Hall of Fame is definitely lost to so so the fact that there's no voting, it's just it's randomly picked people. What they should do is have some sort of system where past Hall of Famers vote people in. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's there's people who were set up and, you know, hey, look, this person is going to get a chance to come into the Hall of Fame, and then you have to vote for him. If they did that, then I think it would be more legit, and I think people would have less of an issue with it, and I think that, you know, it would be more uh, credible. But the fact that it's not, I mean, we talked about the Baseball Hall of Fame last week at Nelson. The fact that the Hall of Fame is not credible makes it difficult. You know, as a wrestling fan, you're, you're talking about wrestling as if it was as if it was a real thing, as if it was legitimate sport, as if it was a true you know, professional endeavor, which really it's just uh, Vince McMahon deciding who goes in and who doesn't go in. Obviously, Triple H had a big part in getting Bruno San Martino into the Hall of Fame last year, which was a good thing for the company. Having the Ultimate Warrior is interesting because that loser who was on our show, Evan Roberts, was, was ripping this. Apparently, you were telling me about this earlier, that he was ripping the whole idea of it and the fact that he hasn't been fired from WFAN for discussing the WWE on his, on his program. I mean, that amazes me. But you know, Evan, unfortunately for once, Evan makes a good point. You know, the Warrior, and he, he was a larger-than-life personality. He is one of, That is one of the most well-known matches of all time. Um, it's undeniable. But the fact is that he did have a short span in the WWE, a.k.a. the WWF. And, um, you know, he wasn't at the top for very long. He flaked out. He had a lot of issues backstage. In 2005, they released a, a you know, self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD, which just rips him. To no end. So, you know, the fact that they're inducting him now, it's it's a bit questionable. It's a bit uh, shady. And the truth is that I'm not sure if I agree with it, sir. You know, I can't lie. I honestly, I don't think Warrior had a Hall of Fame career. And I don't know why they're putting him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it looks great. He's a big headliner. But, you know, let, let's be honest, Joe. He was not 
at the top of the WWE, a.k.a. the WWF, for very long. I mean, if anything, we could say that the, the Ultimate Warrior was the ultimate flop. I mean, he was supposed to take the torch from Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 6 and carry the company for the next whatever amount of years, and he just flamed out, unfortunately. I, the, the question I have is if I'm asking Vince, is like, Vince, like, do you just like roll the dice? Do you just pick names out of a hat? Like, how do you just come up with the Ultimate Warrior being inducted this year when he, you know, when many others could have been inducted before him and should have been? Uh, I, I just don't agree with the Ultimate Warrior getting into the Hall of Fame. Like I said, um, just, you know, he wasn't great for that many years. He might have been great for, what, two, maybe three years? At, at And then he just, like, again, he flamed out and um, wasn't as big as he should have been. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I literally just said that, but yeah, I agree, sir. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, if, if he was if he was the guy to pass the torch to, from Hogan to him and he was supposed to carry the company, um, I don't really remember him, and you could help me out with the, the details. Was drugs a problem with this guy? Did he get involved uh, no, with steroids? I think it was more... I think it was more um, What's the word I'm looking for? I think it was more the fact that he was a no-show, that he was irresponsible. I think that's more what the issue was, sir. And uh, he no show events pretty, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much dropped the strap uh, in January of the following year, right, to Sergeant Slaughter, I, be, I believe. Yes. A, a yes, heel sir, Sergeant which Slaughter. Which set up the next WrestleMania, of course, which is Sergeant Slaughter and um, uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, so... Hogan you know, won our the first, title back, of course. Of course, I mean, but... Um, you know, so the Ultimate Warrior is into the Hall of Fame. He's our first inductee for the 2014. I'm sure there's going to be at least, you know, five or six more names that, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, like you always tell us, sir, because you know more than I do in this regard, the Macho Man won't be inducted until, I guess, his brother gets inducted or until he unfortunately passes away because there's just some bitter blood. Um, you know, we thought there was bitter blood between Bret Hart and Vince McMahon, but there's probably more bitter blood between the Macho Man's family and Vince's family. Well, correct? that's actually that's actually incorrect. The reason that, according to what I've heard, it's not that there's bitter blood. It's the fact that, um, just like in WCW, Randy Savage insisted on his whole family being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Otherwise, he wouldn't go into the, that sham WCW Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, because of that, you know, that they ended up inducting him. And now here we are on the flip side of the equation where, um, he's not being inducted into WWE, and you know he's, he's dead. Where apparently those were his same wishes, and basically trying to manipulate the system. And clearly his brother does not belong in the WWE Hall of Fame. He didn't really do much, although he was entertaining as a genius. That's not enough for him to be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, his dad never did anything in the WWE. Of course, there are many people who are in there who really had no connection to the WWE. But I don't understand, you know, his insistence on something as ridiculous as putting his family into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that, that that's a sham. And if this is true, then uh, he may never get in until, again, his brother passes away or his wife and his brother pass away. So I'm not really sure where that's going to go. But odds are I don't think this is ever going to happen anytime, you know, in the next five, ten years, sir. Right. So um, any anybody that you'd like to see since Ultimate Warrior is the first, the one that headlines, I guess, this class, is there anyone that you thought that this year would be a perfect year to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? Uh, probably Jason Snake Roberts. I, I think he's finally going to get in. I think the Honky Tonk Man should have gotten in a long time ago. Um, who else? Uh, let's see. Owen Hart is always. I mean, I don't think Owen is a headliner because he he doesn't 
he wasn't that good. You know, he did have a good career. He was, he was very good. I mean, he should be in, but he's not a headliner, I think. So uh, I'd like to see him get in at some point, sir. And I do think David Smith should get in, if anything, at the very least, the British Bulldog should be inducted. Who do you think um, would induct the Ultimate Warrior? I mean, that's always a point of discussion. Like, who do you think is the person that should be inducting the Ultimate Warrior? Is it Triple H? I mean, honestly, no, it can't be Triple H. I don't know who it could be because you know, is it going to be Hogan? Him and Hogan can't stand each other. Uh, the only person he's really linked with in his career is Hogan. So, you know, who who inducts him? Sergeant Slaughter? I mean. Honestly, that's going to be an interesting one. I can't imagine they're going to find somebody suitable to induct him. I really, I, I would love to see that, though. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 the only reason why I mentioned Triple H is because I remember that WrestleMania 12 match where, you know, that match lasted about 35 seconds. The war, the Warriors just pretty much destroyed Triple H when he was known as Hunter Hearst Helsley. So, uh, I mean, other than that, I, I don't know who exactly would be fitting to induct Mr. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. I, honestly, I, I can't imagine, but it should be interesting to see who. What I want to see is giving this guy a live microphone to see what he's going to say at the Hall of Fame ceremony. That should be interesting because he's definitely been uh, out there in terms of his beliefs, politics, et cetera, et cetera. So it should be fascinating to hear him get a microphone. I mean, just as just as um, I guess just as famous as his career was was those rumors that after he left that there was more than one Ultimate Warrior. I mean, is this the actual Ultimate Warrior that's being inducted, or is this no, the fake Ultimate the Warrior? No, that was, that was a rumor. I don't even know how that started, but this is definitely Jim Helwig, a.k.a. Jim Warrior, a.k.a. the Ultimate Warrior. He is the one and only. If you look at him, the way he talks, face, everything else, no doubt this is the one and only Ultimate one Warrior. Only. There you go. So there you go with the first inductee of the Hall of Fame for this year. Um, I did catch most of Raw last night. Um, I did DVR the end, and but I ended up staying up watching the end because I felt like the crowd was really into it. And the the one note of, I guess, we'll, we'll dissect right now is that the fact that um, Daniel Bryan was a heel, if you if you will, with the Wyatt family. At the end of the show, he ends up being a wrestling tag match and end up going face only like about three weeks after he goes heel and joins the white. The, the one thing I must say is that this crowd was super white hot. They were really um, asking for the heel, uh, the face turn for Daniel Bryan. He actually delivers and then turns face again and his face again, apparently. I mean, unless it's just a one-night thing because the crowd was so hot. But, sir, um, and, and this this crowd has to be the hottest crowd that we've had in quite quite some time. And uh, we have a Daniel Bryan that's face again heading into the Royal Rumble. Why even turn the guy heel for three weeks? Uh, to me, again, monkey writing makes no sense. I agree. I don't know where they're going with this. And, you know, I'm wondering if they are going to try to boost him up to that WrestleMania main event. And, of course, I'd have to eat my words from last week, um, which I publicly would do. But I honestly don't know what the plan is and why he even was, was busy with the Wyatts for a couple of weeks. It doesn't make sense. Anything that you would think the heel turn slash face turn would have been more drawn out, but it happened relatively quickly. Your, your thoughts on the end and uh, the crowd itself? No, I agree. You're, you're absolutely right. The crowd was white hot. It was it was awesome. It's totally interesting great when you have those types of crowds. Um, it's the type of thing that makes me want to watch wrestling on a regular basis again. And of course, we talked about the WWE Network, so I'll be watching a lot more of that um, because, the, you know, that the product past and present because of that, but I would like to see more of those types of crowds because this is what makes wrestling interesting and exciting 
Very true. So that that was the, probably the biggest note between Warrior getting in, Dan Bryan going face. But you know, there was other some solid content I thought last night. Um, there was a match between John Cena and, and uh, Damian Sandow, and I really thought that this match was going to be a you know a pretty much dominant John Cena match. And believe it or not, they really had you believing throughout this whole match. It was really compelling. I thought the match was really good. Cena did eventually did win the match, and um, I thought. Damian Sandow came out the actually, actually the winner here because I think people will be talking about him in such a great match that they put on for Raw. And I know that nowadays these matches don't last that long, especially on Raw. Um, there, our attention span nowadays for this this generation is like you know five to ten minute matches. This was a great five to ten minute match. Or I don't know if you caught it on YouTube or did you catch any of uh, this match? Because I know you didn't watch it live. No, I did not, sir. Oh, it was a really good match. I, I enjoyed it. The the one other note too in terms of uh wrestling matches is that Randy Orton uh fought I guess his nemesis back in the mid card days, uh, Coffee Kingston and actually upset Coffee Kingston. This led to, you know, John uh, not John Cena led to Randy Orton going a little nuts and decided to uh take his anger out on uh John Cena's father was at ringside, believe it or not, so he took out some anger. Um, you know, in the storylines of course, took out John Cena's father in the front row and uh you know, if this, this is supposed to add fuel to the fire between these two, these guys have fought like 830 times. Uh, the 831st time is not going to be any different than the 830 before. And you know, even if you, even if Orton does go after Randy uh, John Cena's father, it really doesn't matter at this point, sir. I agree. I don't know where they're going with this, and I honestly just wish that this would that this story would stop and they would just move on and you know forget about the fact forget about the fact that. Um, these two have been feuding for five years. I'm just sick and tired of them, honestly, and I just can't wait to, you know, just just keep it moving, please. Keep it moving. And the the problem that I have, sir, is that, you know, they they built up Randy Orton to be this great champion, and uh, he's really not. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to have either John Cena or Randy Orton be this champion, I think, that carries the belt into WrestleMania. And for some reason, I just don't think that John Cena is going to be that guy that carries into WrestleMania this year because, the last two years, he's been main eventing with The Rock. So, um, unfortunately, I think Randy Orton is going to go into WrestleMania. Don't know who he's really going to face yet, but you know, Randy Orton, you put the belts on, you take the belts off him. He's 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 just not that good. And um, the match he had last night against uh, Coffee Kingston, I think Coffee is the one that carried him. Unfortunately, or the ironic thing, um, at least John Cena was able to to have, like I said, a compelling match last night. The match between Randy Orton and, and Coffee Kingston was just fell flat, to be honest with you. Other uh, other than the upset that Coffee Kingston pulled on him, I think Randy Orton, you know, is just not the champion that anybody cares about. I mean, he he, he the match was so bad, sir. If you watched it live, you would have thought like, how is this guy the, the world heavyweight champion at this point? I agree. I absolutely agree. But you know, again, the Kofi Kingston and, and Randy Orton feud lasted for a while a couple of years back, so it's interesting that they would go back to that. And just the fact that they would have um that they would have Randy lose to him is fascinating. Like, I, I don't know what the point of that was. Yeah, he's a he's second John Cena, but John Cena's father, but he still could have gone after John Cena senior, uh even if he won the match. So you know, it's I guess it's the attitude to the fire, but I mean honestly, does anybody care about these two wrestling? Does anybody care about these two feuding? I can't imagine that they do because this has gone on for so freaking long. It's like enough enough please. You're right, but these guys will headline Royal Rumble in a couple of weeks on pay-per-view. The one pay-per-view that you do not get for 9.99 a month, which is 
I guess kind of weird or not kind of weird if you look at if you're if you want to kick off your network with uh, the WrestleMania 30, the biggest pay per view of the year, by uh, paying 9.99 a month, and that's I guess where I segue to sir. The announcement was last Thursday, not even a week in, and I'm just starting to get worried already. And I know I shouldn't, but I'm starting to think that uh, this introductory price, they, the wording for me gets me a little skeptical. I think that you know, yes, for this year, 9.99 a month, six month commitment, you get all 12 pay per views. I just think, sir. In 2015, that might change. Where I guess the price might not go up, but I just don't think you'll be you'll get all 12 pay-per-views for 9.99 a month. Yeah, um, I think you need to lay off the drugs, sir. Honestly, because the fact of the matter is, this literally was just announced. It hasn't even started yet, and you're already complaining and talking about 2015. We it's January of 14th of 2014, and you're over here talking about what's going to happen in 2015 when the network hasn't even debuted. So you really, I mean, this is why. This is why uh, people hate the internet media and wrestling media in general because of people like you who are totally uh, clueless and have no idea of reality because the fact that you're even talking about 2015 and the price being raised when the damn thing hasn't even started shows what a complete and utter buffoon you are, sir. And the fact is, if the WWE is serious about this channel, they can't go above 10 or $12 because... You know, you get HBO, three, four HBOs, five, six Cinemaxes, whatever it is. Maybe it's in reverse. But when you buy those premium channels, you pay maybe ten, twenty a month. But you're getting like ten channels, you know. And this is not—that's not what you're getting here. So this plus this isn't even a real channel. It's on the internet for now, and eventually it's going to be a channel. So I think the WWE does not want to shoot itself in the foot. And they, they shouldn't shoot them, shoot themselves in the foot. They need to leave it at a good, affordable price. And the fact is that, you know, you mentioned something to me earlier about it, should they put. Raw and SmackDown on and the on this network and the answer is absolutely not because they would lose millions of dollars, tons of millions, because they get nice lucrative contract deals. Because even though we complain about their ratings, their ratings are actually pretty good, considering the time slot and considering you know uh, where they are, the channels that they're on, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact of the matter is that these ratings are good for these channels and they're paying their hand over fist. And the, the premium that they get, there's going to be more uh, price hikes as far as I go. They're going to make more money, so it should definitely be interesting to see uh, where they go. But they definitely need to stay on their separate channels. But I do like the fact that the that the network is going to air those shows immediately following their conclusion, which is great. That is great. And uh, it's funny how um, there is one actually negative aspect of the uh, the station that you you know I'm going to have to address to the audience here, and you're going to have to address yourself. You were actually negative in terms of you were saying how you feel that if everybody actually logs in and there's a lot of streaming video, that this actually might crash the system. I mean, I actually would have to hope for that the system crashes the first couple of days so that they can't raise the price or they can't get rid of some of the things like the pay-per-views for the following year. Um, are you worried? Are you that worried that the streaming content will crash the system? Well, if you have millions and millions of people on at the same time, it definitely could crash. And the minute it launches, there could be there could be a crash. But um, hopefully that's not the case, sir, because obviously we don't want it. You know, even though you're a fool, you just did it. But realistically, you don't want it to crash because you don't want it to mess up. But um, I know you're just concerned with the price, which is again idiotic that you're thinking about. You know, in 11 months from now, what the price is going to be of something that hasn't even debuted. So I mean. You need to lay off the drugs, honestly. Oh, and by the way, I'm just looking online here, and apparently uh, there's some confirmation going on that Daniel Bryan suffered a concussion last night, 
So that is not good, and there's no law, there's no word of how long he will be out for. And apparently, a spokesman for the WWE has confirmed that he has a concussion. So there may go the hottest star in wrestling. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> May Young officially. I'm not sure if you heard about this, but May Young uh, passed away, and uh, she had been sick for a while, and she, I believe, she was in a coma of some sorts, but. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, May, who was about 94, I believe, it's all over the WWE website, and, you know, it's 90 years old. Uh, sorry, gave her a couple extra years, but just wanted to throw that out there, sir. Oh, sorry to hear about the passing of, you know, May Young. Unfortunate. Um, but, you know, what's funny, too, is, sir, we go back and we, we joke back and forth, and we, we talked about how, yeah, when we reboot the re- a Pure Gold for the fifth time and, you know, we'll do the show at our home, We'll try to keep it professional. We won't rip each other on the air. And, you know, not even like a show in, you know, you're ripping me to no end. Like, like things haven't I just, changed. I, no, the truth I'm ripping you just like I rip anybody else because I think it's absolute foolishness and nonsense that you're talking about something, you know, 11 months from now. And when you text me, I couldn't believe that you're texting me this crap, talking about the, the price hike for 2015. I mean, Joe, enjoy the fact that the, that the network is coming on the air soon. Just just let, buy, let leave well enough alone. I don't understand the point of worrying about what the price is going to be next year. And you know what? The price gets hiked up and they shoot themselves in the foot. They're going to lose a lot of fans. They're going to lose a lot of money. So the WWE needs to be smart about it. I still hope for the best for this channel. I I think it's a good thing. And I'm not going to be a negative psycho whack job like you. (laughs) The thing is, I'm not even talking about price hike as much as I'm talking about them taking some content away. Like, all of a sudden, like in 2015, like you get the show, you get the, the network for 9.99 a month, but you don't get all 12 pay-per-views. That's what I'm, I'm really referring to. I think they'll keep the price right around ten dollars a month. I just don't think you'll get all 12 pay-per-views. Well, I mean, they could do that. Originally, I heard they weren't going to have the big four pay-per-views, but again, I think they, they're going to lose money if they, if they introduce it and the fans love it and they take stuff away. I think that's only going to hurt them. So you know, the WWE is smart enough to know this and. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, so we'll see. So the the next pay-per-view is one of the big four, like you mentioned. It's the Royal Rumble. Um, let me ask you this, because I, I don't really follow. I don't have time to really read up on this stuff. Well, what prompted Dave Batista's, Batista's return to WWE now, four years later, after John Cena pretty much you know beat the crap out of him and he retired on Raw? Why do you think Dave is back, and was it like something like Triple H begged him to come back? Um, you know anything about Dave's return? I know that I know that the whole um, you know the MMA thing wasn't working out for him, so you know that that didn't go anywhere. And I know he's doing movies; he's going to be in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie for Marvel, which is the big thing. But I just think that Dave realized he's not getting any younger, and this is the time to make his money. And you know, to be in the WWE, he got a good deal. Apparently, I think he's been around for a couple of years, um, more than Lesnar. You know, still living his schedule, but. I, I did read that he's going to be doing some house shows and things like that, which is nice. Um, you know, with the fans paying money to see that garbage, because I don't even know why you'd want to see a, a house show, but that's that's me personally. But I think that he just came back because he felt it was the right time and he didn't really have anything else going on. Plus the fact that it's WrestleMania 30, so, I mean, if, he, if he's going to be there, it's, that's, that's a good thing, sir. The one way or the other, I think that's a good thing, sir. The, the only thing is that you, you promote this guy coming back to you know Royal Rumble, and they're pretty much only promoting him at the Royal Rumble. I just don't see him winning the Royal Rumble if you're going to promote the heck out of him. I, I still think if somebody like a Sheamus somehow is a surprise, not-so-surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble, I think that somebody like him might win the Royal Rumble. I, I don't think 
Dave Batista is going to win the Royal Rumble, and then I just wonder about different things like if you brought Ric Flair back for you know the old school Raw, uh, the the classic Raw, whatever it's called, old school. Um, how come we don't just you know do storylines reforming you know Fortune, not Fortune, is it Fortune Evolution? I'm sorry. You're well, thinking you about know, uh, TNA. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, how come like stuff like that doesn't happen? I think that's where Randy Orton would be better in a group uh, where he doesn't have to talk and be on his own. You know, if they reformed Ric Flair and Dave Batista reformed Evolution, I, I think that that would be a, yeah, a, a better Yeah, without Triple H, how would you reform uh, Evolution without Triple H, and why would Batista want to be a part of a group? I, I don't know how. I just It's weird to see like Ric Flair back, I guess, He's not back regularly. He's still probably not in the good graces of the WWE for what he did, you know, months ago. But, you know, then again, you know, Vince does forgive and forget pretty quick. Apparently, um, you know, I, I definitely think it's I think it's a good thing, personally, that Batista's back. I think that he's talented, and I think that fans care about him. You know, I read all this negative hate, this negative stuff about him, like that fans couldn't wait for him to leave. And I think that's ridiculous, because when he did leave, he was at the top of his game and his, his promos and his work and everything. He was lean. I mean, he looked amazing, and it was the best work that he ever did when he left the company. So I think that having him around is a good thing. And, you know, anytime you have main eventers uh, around and, you know, people who can take up uh, time and, and space, as it were, uh, in a good sense, and improve the programming, I think that's a positive, and you just have to, you know, think that this is this is a good thing for the company, sir. Uh, I agree. I mean, Dave coming back will definitely inject some uh, fresh blood into the shows. Uh, Brock Lesnar again. He's on his way back, you know, on the part time, albeit. But it's the road to WrestleMania. It'd be interesting to see, you know, what happens with him. I mean, he has a good. Ma- I think it's a pretty decent match. Him against the Big Show at the Royal Rumble. I- I'd be interested to see where where that goes. Right. Um, interesting. Yeah, I know he he beat up Mark Henry, et cetera, et cetera. I don't, you know, behind the scenes. I don't know what. I don't understand why they're putting those two together. This so why would you want to see? Brock Lesnar and uh, your boy uh, Big Show, sir. I mean, it's because he's probably the biggest, you know, athlete in in the WWE, and you know they have to show that uh, Brock Lesnar just could take anybody out at any time. I, I don't see Brock Lesnar losing at the Royal Rumble, if uh, that's what you're asking. I, I I think that that's another match where Brock Lesnar is going to pretty much, you know, be dominant um, and and defeat the Big Show, and you know, see he's going to go to WrestleMania, maybe not in the title picture. But it'd be interesting to see. Uh, I don't understand how part-time wrestlers, you know, fit into the whole storyline. And you know, is Brock going to be here after WrestleMania uh, a little longer? It's just a little. Inter- it'll be interesting to see how they fit Brock Lesnar into the whole road to WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's going to be there, so I'm not sure if he's going to fight Taker or not. But it should be. It should be fascinating to see where Lesnar ends up, sir. <laughs> Taker, another uh, part-time wrestler. And, I mean, when you define part-time wrestler, you, you, I mean, Taker once a year now at this point. I mean, we talked about this last year on the road to WrestleMania and how uh, of a joke it is that Taker comes out now only for WrestleMania just to to keep the streak alive and go whatever, 24, 23-0, whatever it is. It's, it's pretty bad at this point. Taker, you know, should – I mean, it would be great to see I, – I would love to see Brake – Brock Lesnar break the streak at, at WrestleMania this year. That's not going to happen. I definitely want to see the only man who killed the shark, Brock Lesnar, to destroy the Undertaker. <laughs> but again, that's not going to happen. So let's not get ahead of ourselves there. All right. So 
you know, that that was pretty much raw last night. Um, you know, there's nothing of note other than like what we mentioned uh, previously. And the fact that we've Dan been Bryan. talking about it this long on an hour long show just fascinates me. So, can we move on to something else, sir? Please. I mean, before I start sure. taking my stomach. Well, I, I, there's not much the, that I want to say, but it, it's you know he's in the news again, and you know he's a big fat liar. Yeah, I'm talking about the uh, third baseman for the New York Yankees, Mr. A Rod, A Royd, whatever it is. The 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 joke that he is, and for him to um, you know actually now be suing the the players' association is just comical at this point. And I think the guy is so lost at this point. Barry Bonds, if anything, to me. Um, you know, he lost all credibility with me when he, you know, obviously did all those different drugs to bulk up and, you know, hit 74 home runs. But at least he went quietly into the night. Um, maybe he did it right away, but eventually he just went quietly. He retired. Nobody wanted, nobody wanted to sign him. A-Rod at this point, sir, has been making a joke of the whole the whole system. Um, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't failed the drugs test but there's so many smoking guns at this point that this guy should just walk away from the game and just let it go because uh, it's just a joke that him and his lawyer continue to make a joke of themselves as well as, you know, it's it's all over the sports talk radio. It's all about A-Rod, 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 when it should be focused on football, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree, but, I mean, the A-Rod thing is going to come up because now his, his suspension was reduced to 162 games and he's stealing, et cetera, et cetera, so... I mean, what do you think? Is this ever going to end, sir? Are we ever going to find out, you know, this is going to come to an end with, uh, with the whole A-Roid situation? The only way it comes to an end, I think, is if the Yankees decide to pay him $61 million, the remaining money on his contract, and just release him. At that point, nobody's going to want to sign him. Nobody's going to want to deal with him. If the Yankees are willing to do that, they're probably the only team that can, you know, pretty much buy him out for $61 million. I mean, at this point... Why would you want somebody like that back on your team that pretty much doesn't like the players, doesn't like the the baseball, the sport itself, doesn't like Bud Selig, uh, has a vendetta against him? And why would you want a teammate like that in your locker room? I know some baseball players just don't give a damn about anything and just want a to hit a home run when he needs to. But uh, if if the guy is going against the collective bargain agreement, the agreement that the Players Association signed with Major League Baseball, and now he's suing them for – whatever he's suing them for, I, I think that somebody like that needs to go away. I would never want somebody like that on my team. Uh, I, I'd hope that the Yankees were smart enough to just buy off this contract, say, see you later, A-Rod, here's your $61 million. never come back. You think this can happen? Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope it does. I mean, I'm not a Yankee fan. Actually, you know what, as a, as a Yankee hater, I, I'd love to, for him to come back, but I, I don't see the Yankees want to deal with him anymore after this. Um if you're like one of the Steinbrenners that you know is the principal owner of the Yankees, you've seen what he's done the last couple of weeks, the last couple of months. He's been in the news. It's all about A Rod. Do you want that distraction on your team? I don't see how you would. I don't know why you'd want him on your team, sir. Especially because he's not going to be as effective. And then a year, a year away from the game and coming back, I don't see how that's a good thing and how anybody would want him on the team, sir. Well, you know the the. The reason why I want to bring up A-Rod is because we talked about last week and we were how, how upset we were that Mike Piazza didn't get into the Hall of Fame, quite arguably the best catcher, offensive catcher uh, in the history of the game, and he's not even Well, that's linked. inarguable. You can't argue that he was the best offensive catcher. That's just a fact there. Just a fact. But, you know, the fact that he didn't get in again because of uh, suspicion of using steroids or human growth hormone, whatever, 
Um, and now, like, you have a whole generation of ball players, sir, that are not going to get into the Hall of Fame because these writers just don't want to induct people that cheated or allegedly cheated. And it's unfortunate that you're going to link Mike Piazza to this generation of the steroid era. And who knows when Mike Piazza gets in at this point, maybe in a couple of years where it's died down a little bit. But it's unfortunate that he's in this generation of the steroids. You know, nobody did anything about it when it was first happening because they had to revive baseball after the strike. And now all of a sudden it seems like a lot of these people are going to pay for it that were in the same, you know, the same years that these players bulked up just to hit the home run and make people come back to the stadium. Um, it's unfortunate that A-Rod and people like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, all those people that did cheat, um, they shouldn't get into the Hall of Fame. But people like Mike Piazza is going to be linked to it just as much as everyone else's. Yeah, it's a shame. And, you know, this generation of stars who, you know, helped build, I mean, like, honestly, sir, they helped build the the game back up when it was in the tank after the 94 strike. And none of these guys seem to be able to get in the hole, and I don't even know if they're ever going to get in, so it should be interesting. But a guy like Piazza was never linked to storage, was never linked to any scandal, really should not be lumped in with this class of player. Uh, you know, people were saying that Piazza was – I was reading an article that there's some rumors out there that Piazza was a nothing player, and then he started doing steroids – I don't even know where that would come from, where the PEDs would come from, because the fact is that Piazza hit ever since he started in the league when he was a skinny dude, um, you know, hitting, you know, he's a lanky kind of guy, tall and everything, and he was hitting with the Dodgers since day one. Hell, he was the rookie of the year in 1993, and in his whole career he was consistent. So you tell me how this guy was on drugs. You know, you tell me how, how in any way, shape, or form Mike Piazza's career would show any signs of drugs because, as he got older, he you know he declined and that was it. But I mean, he was great up until his last couple of years in, in, the, in the league, sir. There's no way, there's no ifs ands or buts about it that this guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, from day one, you know. I mean, I'm, just, I'm over here looking at his stats now. His first season in the National League in baseball, his first real season because uh, in '92 he only played 21 games and he had uh, what, seven, not even 70 at bats, and he was still considered a rookie the following year. Um, and he had 35 homers. You know, 112 RBI the following year, 24 homers, then 32, 36, 40, 32. Um, was this 32, 40, 38, 36, 33? And then his last two years, well, he was injured in, in 04 with the Mets. He ended up hitting uh, 03. I'm sorry, he only played 60 something games. He had 11 homers the following year. He hit 20 when he played in 130. He had almost 20 in 130. I mean, all these different stats you look at, 22 homers his last season uh, with the Padres, and, you know, he had eight with the A's, but he didn't play too much there. But the fact of the matter is that, I mean, this guy's career, he was consistent. He was a hell of a ball player, and he hit, you know, every year he hit up until, you know, he's in 280 towards the end of his career. So, I mean, you can't say anything. And I look at his stats, sir. There's no way that this guy can possibly go into the Hall of Fame as an L.A. Dodger. I mean, the fact is he went to the World Series at the Mets. This guy has uh, – he's got 50 more home runs or 40-something more home runs as a Met. He's got almost 100 more RBI as a Met. Um, you know, his average is, is about 30 points less, but still he played more time. He played two, almost 250 more games as a Met. I mean, played appearances more at bats, more, you know, 200 more hits, uh, more runs scored, more doubles, same amount of triples, interestingly enough. And he, I mean, he, everything, everything, he he had more with the Mets, so there's no way this guy can go into the Hall of Fame as anything but a Mets. 
But when you look at his career, I mean, it's just consistency left and right. So the, it, it pisses me off that people would even assume and try to slander his good name, sir. If Mike Piazza, by chance, I know he has like the 13 years of eligibility, if by chance he never gets into the Hall of Fame, what's more of a sham, the Baseball Hall of Fame or the WWE Hall of Fame for having Coco be wearing uh, it? In, in that case, the Baseball Hall of Fame would be more of a sham if Mike Piazza doesn't get in, unless it's revealed that he uh, did steroids and, you know, cheated on baseball and stole money from, you know, Bud Selig, then there's no way this guy should not be in the Hall of Fame next year. Agreed. Uh, next year's uh, class, though, is, you know, for some, whatever, the rules, even the rules get me a little annoyed that you can only induct, what, three people at a time each year. Um, that That's kind of bogus, too. I think it should be whoever's eligible should be get voted on if you get, you know, whatever is 80%. Guys in there at once. What the hell? Yeah, what the hell? I mean, whoever's eligible should be. They should vote if, you, if they get eighty or whatever, eighty-five percent of the vote, then they should be inducted. I should because next year you got uh, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, and um, if you're one of the person that they're pretty much a lock. I think it's it might be um, John Smoltz that might be a lock. Those three guys right there are pretty much your Hall of Fame class for next year. So you know, Mike Piazza might be snubbed again next year. So just the fact that they only induct three at a time is retarded, to be honest with you. If, if the other thing is next year, I mean, again, it's it's already a sham that he's not in there yet, but that would be a complete and utter disgrace, sir. Disgrace. So that's that's your A-Rod news. Hopefully um, the Yankees do the smart thing for everyone's sake and just give them the $61 million, get tell them to get the hell out, and, uh, you know, we never have to deal with him again because the guy's selfish, he's greedy, it's all about him. Um you know, he at one point, you know, we were upset that he didn't sign with the Mets way back when. But uh, all things considered, sir, I'm glad that he never signed with the Mets. Uh, it'd be a bigger joke um, if he was on the Mets and all this stuff came out. I don't think we'd ever be able to live it down as Mets fans. At least now, he's with the Yankees. It's you know, he's on their, uh, he's on their, he's in their hands right now. So hopefully, in a couple of days, we'll find out that Arod has been released, never to play baseball again. That's his punishment. His legacy destroyed. And um, I think that's that's punishment enough for him not to get in the Hall of Fame and never play baseball again. So turning our attention to, uh, before we get to your nuggets, just, uh, you know, this past weekend was the divisional playoffs in the NFL. Not as good as uh, games as the wild card games, unfortunately. So um, we'll, we'll just talk about real briefly that the, the Saints uh, lost to the Seahawks on Saturday, and then you had the Patriots. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we should do that. So let's let's take a quick time out, and we'll come back. We'll talk some uh, NFL when we get back. What an absolute fool. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Nikki Boyer from Yahoo's Daytime in No Time. And don't forget to check out Pure Gold every single week for amazing guest interviews and pretty entertaining radio, I have to say. You guys are awesome. What's up? It's Morgan Woolard, Miss Oklahoma, USA 2010, and you are listening to Pure Gold. Hi, this is Lauren Lester, and you are listening to Pure Gold. I'm Lisa Mateo from the Pix11 Morning News in New York. Make sure you check out Pure Gold every week for the best talk radio around. Hi guys, I'm actress Laura Jean Salerno and you're listening to David and Joe on puregoldpg.com. So relax, put your feet up and listen in. I mean, not on the table because that's just gross. Hey guys, this is actress Sadie Alexandru and you are listening to Pure Gold. 
And we are back. And, of course, as Joe was rambling and fumbling and stumbling and bumbling, we're going to talk a little bit on the NFL. So I had to throw that back out there. Once again, check us out, folks. TurboPG.com, 714-364-4721. Apparently Pyro forgot the number, but, sir, take it away. All right, sir. Um, you know, I don't know. Sometimes when I hear those clips, I, I definitely reminisce and get nostalgic and then get a little depressed knowing that we're back at our home instead of doing it out of a studio, but that's neither here nor there. Those are definitely the golden times of pure gold. Now we're trying to rebuild, once again, doing our show out of our homes, like Francesca pointed out about an hour ago. Turning our attention to the NFL, like I said, the divisional playoffs were this past weekend. I watched all four games not as good as I thought they'd be. You know, you had the Saints, uh, you had the Seahawks over the Saints, you had the Patriots over the Colts. You had the Niners defeat the Carolina Panthers, and then you had the late game on Sunday. You had the Denver Broncos hang on by a thread to beat the San Diego Chargers. The one good thing I will say, sir, is that this week uh, the championship games, you, had, you do have the four best teams left in the NFL. you got the Seahawks playing the Niners, and then you have the Broncos playing the Patriots. It's like a battle of the old guns, the, the two great quarterbacks, the Hall of Fame, the future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning in one game, and then you have the future quarterbacks, you know, the up-and-coming stars, Colin Kaepernick and Russell Wilson. Two great games I can't wait to see on Sunday. I'm hoping that the Niners beat the Seahawks, and I'm hoping that the Broncos beat the Patriots, so you have a Denver-San Fran Super Bowl for, you know, selfish reasons. My wife is a San Fran fan, and I'd like to see Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl again. That'd be a great Super Bowl for MetLife. Um, I know you didn't catch any of the games, sir, but uh, your thoughts on the Final Four, as it will, for the NFL? I think it's going to be interesting. I hope that Peyton Manning destroys Tom Brady. I hope they win like a billion to zero. I'm hoping that they'll, you know, Peyton will set all types of records, touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I uh, love the man. I think he's great. Uh, we'll have to see where that goes, of course. But, um, you know, and then when you look at the NFC with uh, the Seahawks and the 49ers, I think it's going to be a good game, which, of course, you're going to be heavily invested in because your wife is a legitimate 49ers fan, so that should be interesting. Should be interesting, and it's it's better. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I'm sure you're rooting for the Niners, sir. I mean, you, you don't want your wife to lay a smackdown on your crippled beef if the uh, <laughs> Niners lose. Yeah, and you know, it's always for me. It's always bittersweet because you know, unfortunately, we we watch and root for the Mets, considering that Matt Harvey, the best thing since you know a couple of years that the Mets have had, considering he's gonna be out for the whole year. It's it's bittersweet when the NFL season comes down to the final like couple of weeks. You know, you only have three more games, basically, the championship games and the Super Bowl. After that, I mean, you turn your attention towards baseball, and you look at, the, you reflect on the NFL season. I know as a, as a Giant fan, sir, you're very disappointed this year, and you just want to get the season over over with, and hopefully the, the Giants regroup, and Peyton, uh, Peyton, hopefully Eli Manning has a better year than he did this year, because if he has another stinker like he did this year, I think people are going to question him. Yes, he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP, but, you know, he needs to step up during the regular season, not just during the playoffs. This team was actually a quite talented team. It was one of the teams that was going to compete and possibly make a good run for the Super Bowl. They started 0-6. Uh, who would have thought that of the New York Giants? My Jets are always a mess year in, year out. You know, you have a new quarterback, Geno Smith. I don't know if he's the answer or not. I don't know if he's going to be a good quarterback or not. But at least with the Giants, you have a two-time Super Bowl MVP in Eli Manning, and hopefully they can turn around next year and make the playoffs again. Like I said, who cares about the Jets? But that's what's bittersweet about the NFL season, sir. <laughs> exactly. That's what's bittersweet about the NFL season. 
Exactly. I miss that. Never gets old. I, I believe that. Let's was... put it one more time because the fans. Are here. Do you wait, remember that? Yeah, I, I actually wait. Wait, what's this? Stop smoking the Woody Johnson's quick pipe. <laughs> Shame on you. Mark Spencer okay. needs somebody to throw to. And of course, my oh. absolute favorite clip in the history of this show. <laughs> Joe screaming, "Jets go to hell!" <laughs> Probably the best rant of all time. And my well, kitchen, I believe. Well, that's definitely your best rant when you completely. Yeah, it wasn't your kitchen. You completely lost it. Uh, before we keep talking about your rants, I just got to throw out there that Ben McAdoo was named the new offensive coordinator for the Giants. And this man, interestingly enough, Kevin Gilbert had to go, so I'm hoping the Giants' offense will be better next year. But this guy was the quarterback's coach with the Green Bay Packers and, of course, Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the best quarterbacks on the planet. So I know Giants fans are excited about that because the Giants decided to go in a different direction. So, you know, sir, we'll see. We'll see what happens. See if the WWE, um, you know, <laughs> the WWE <laughs> – I'm over here looking at Twitter and something came up. Uh, let's see if uh, the Giants are, are better next year, sir. But, I mean, your team, I'm not sure. I mean, is, is this kid the answer? Obviously, it's not going to be Mark Sanchez, and uh, he needs to, he does need somebody to throw to. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with the uh, infamous New York Jets, sir. Yeah, so let's not even talk about the NFL anymore because I know that you got some great nuggets that you want to close the show out with. We've got about 11 minutes to go. Let's talk about the TV shows that you want to talk about, including Arrow, Shield, and the new Gotham show called Gotham. Oh, this is where we're going. Well, let me start with Gotham, sir. Um, This is a show that you should find interesting because it is going to be a program that is based on Bruce Wayne, except it's really more about Jim Gordon, who, of course, is lieutenant, a.k.a. the commissioner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And the problem, sir, is that what they're doing is – there, this show is is let me let me explain it to you and tell me if you, this sounds familiar to you. The whole purpose of this is going to be young Bruce Wayne, very young actually, I believe a teenager, maybe even a preteen, and his villains are going to be introduced, but they're not going to be like the Riddler's not going to be the Riddler, uh, the Joker's not going to be the Joker, but they're going to kind of introduce the origin of these guys, Catwoman, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the very last episode of the show, their plan is to have him don the Batman cape and cowl. Does that sound familiar? Does it sound like another show that was on the air recently? It sounds like Smallville to me. I mean, is this show going to be on the WB? Uh, well, CW, um, and yes, sir, it is going to be on the CW. Apparently, from what I from what I understand. You know, let me just uh, let me just double check. I'm pretty sure it is because it's uh, it's a the WB, aka Warner Brothers, aka Time Warner owns DC Comics, so I'm pretty sure it has to be on on that channel. But uh, let me just double check and see uh, here on IGN if that is the case. Last time, last time I checked, it was going to be on this channel, but I just want to make sure. Um, I, I don't understand the point of this show. I don't understand who's going to want to watch it. I don't understand, uh, you know, who's going to find this interesting or who's going to find this something that oh, I need to watch. I have to watch this. You know, it, it's Bruce Wayne is the most interesting character in his, you know, in his uh, story. And the fact that he's not going to be the main character or he's going to be a young Bruce Wayne, I mean, who, who cares? Does anybody really care about Bruce Wayne? Does anybody, you know, a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 11-year-old Bruce Wayne? I mean, this show has to be in the year five to ten years just to have Batman of the age where he could become Batman, and it's only the last episode, so why would that be interesting? You know, what what's the point? I don't even understand why somebody would think that this is a good series to greenlight because it's not going to do well. When I look at Arrow, Arrow is doing everything right. They have great, uh, I mean, the, 
Stephen Amell's acting when he's Oliver Queen is not that great, but as Arrow, he's great. His characters are great. They introduced new, you know, obscure DC characters. They have, they've had the Flash on there. They had, you know, other characters, Merlin, and, you know, characters of the universe, Deathstroke. And I'm not even a fan of Green Arrow, and this show is amazing. And I just love it. I think it's a great show. I think it's a program that any comic book fan can watch and get into. And when you look at the way that things are done, it's just it's just awesome. It's an awesome show that has that has good acting, that has good you know people in it, that has a great following. The second season is much better than the first season. The stories have gotten better. You know, again, his his cast of characters is great. And then when I look at the idea for Gotham, it just it's I mean, are we going to follow Jim Gordon around? How is that interesting? You know, no superpowered people. How is that interesting? Honestly, I just don't know who thought this was a good idea. So let me get your take on that, sir, before we I move forward. Well, let me ask you this question. I mean, does it premiere in September? Is this a show that they're premiering now in January? What's that all about? I, I had no idea about the show. Uh, you know what? I'm actually not sure when it's going to premiere. Uh, let me see if there's anything here that would actually say when it's going to premiere. But um, last I checked, it didn't say anything. I mean, possibly September. I'm guessing that's what they're aiming for. But, again, that's not something that I could uh, confirm or deny at this point. So I'd have to... I'd have to try and look in here to see, but, I mean, sir, what's the point of this show? Why what's would the point? Somebody be, why would somebody be interested in, in a very young Bruce Wayne? At least with Clark Kent, you had the interesting part of him, him as the main character, and then, you, of course, you had all the you know, superhero stuff that they kind of got into. But with, with Bruce Wayne, you know, as a young Bruce Wayne, we already have Batman on TV, and that's Green Arrow, because that's basically what he is, what they've written him out to be. So why would they make a Gotham show? To me, I've always said this, what would be more interesting is if they took Dick Grayson, uh, a.k.a. Yeah. Robin, the original Nightwing, and Nightwing, and then turned it into a show about him because he's, he's a well-known character. He's not as famous as Batman or Superman, but he's the next tier of superhero. He's extremely popular. He's charismatic. He's basically Bruce Wayne. He's got less money, but he's interesting. He's more personable. People like him. He's led teams and stuff. You know, you can have his parents get killed, and you can kind of fast-forward five years and have him train with Bruce and then fast-forward and you know, you have so many different options you can go. You could make him a cop like in, in when he was in Bloodhaven. Um, you know, you could do that. You can go police procedural plus superhero stuff where he has access to things when he normally wouldn't. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can go with a show like Nightwing, you know, Bloodhaven, whatever you want to call it. And it's so much more interesting because of the character as the centerpiece rather than this Bruce Wayne nonsense. For Gotham, which, yeah, I want to watch a show about 10-year-old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, sign me up, please. Let me go watch that crap. <laughs> I, it, it doesn't hey, even make sense. It really doesn't. And, you know, for them to focus really the story on Jim Gordon is even more bizarre, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know how that show, a show like that lasts. But then again, um, I feel like, to be honest with you, sir, I, I don't think they have gave uh, Arrow enough press, enough, enough publicity like they did for Smallville. Uh, I don't know the ratings for that show, but I know you love it, and I know Hans loves it too. I just don't know how many people are watching that show, and you know, is, is it going to last? Do you think it's going to sustain for another year or two? What are your thoughts Wait, on are that? Are you talking about Arrow? Yeah, Arrow. No, Arrow. As far as I know, ratings-wise, Arrow is doing very well. So I do think that this program is going to be on the air. I think it's going to get at least five years. It's already been renewed for. Uh, well, they're in season two now, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's been renewed for season three, but, uh, you know, of course, I can right. always check into that and, and check my sources, but, I mean, this show is awesome, and, and the ratings are doing well. Let me just double-check here. It's just, you know, it, it, it's just doing, I mean, the the season premiere, you know, it got, it's gone down, but it's averaging, 
I'm not sure if the ratings are out there yet, but I think it's, it, as far as I know, it's doing pretty well. So, you know, again, I can double check into that, but, you know, it's it's a show that has its, has its niche and has its audience, and I don't understand why more people aren't watching it, but I, but I do think it is doing well from everything that I've heard. But I'm going to try to look into this now, sir, to see uh, where, where Arrow is at. But everything you've described about Gotham is, um, you know, I totally agree with you because, you know, it, to me, I, I'm, I wouldn't be interested in watching a show that's really focused on a young Bruce Wayne and really centers around Jim Gordon. I mean, that doesn't compel to me at all. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if they're coming out with the show in September, maybe it doesn't even make it to the screen by then because I, I don't see how it would last more than like a month or two. I mean, you'd have to be really desperate a really desperate uh, Batman fan to watch something like that. I, um, I don't know. It, it, to me, it makes no sense. Not only that, but from what I've read, it's not. It's not going to be what the hell, 2013. It's not going to be there. You know, again, he's. I don't know if he's. I think he's going to be a supporting character. But you're basically taking away all the interesting aspects of Batman and then making a show. You're, you're taking Batman away. You're taking his money away. In essence, you're taking away the central character and then you're just periphery character. Hey, let's make a show. Who who wants to watch this? I don't see why anybody would want to watch this. And another show that I like, but I'm, I'm disappointed in, is uh, is Marvel's Agents of Shield. That show has this great um, has this great history to draw from with all these Marvel characters and all these Marvel movies, and they they seem like they refuse to do it. And they have the most weird, obscure characters who barely ever show up, and I've only been mentioned a couple of times. Instead of really you know adding a guy with superpowers or a girl with superpowers to the team. Although in this right. latest episode today, apparently one of the characters has powers that we don't know about. Um, but I mean, just so many. You could add more characters, more shield characters, more uh, superheroes, lower level superheroes, whatever. And they haven't done this, so the show is kind of floundered about. But I'm hoping it'll it'll get its footing. I just this is not as good a show as Arrow, so I can't imagine that it's really going to be around for a long time. But I definitely think that Arrow is going to do well, sir. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I I didn't know how good Arrow was doing. It's good to know that's been renewed. Um, you know, I unfortunately it never had the, got into the interest. Maybe it's because I'm not a, a Green Arrow fan or whatever it is. But um, I know that you and Hans really like the show. It's, you actually like it more than Smallville, which to me is a, a really surprising. So it makes me want to watch at least the the, the pilot show and go from there. Um, and you were well, mentioning I it was also. Bad. I mean, I, I ripped this show to no end, and I thought it was going to be terrible. And you know what? The truth is, I was wrong. It's 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 an awesome show, and I love it. And I you know I think it's a great show. That you know to me, it's just you got to watch it. You got to check it out. I mean, I think you'd like it. You don't need to be into Green Arrow to like this show. So I'm hoping that you you know and people such as yourself who maybe aren't fans of the comics will will get into it because it's just a great great program, sir. Honestly. Is there any chance, like you said, that you, you know, you, at first you thought you'd rip it and you, you didn't like it at all? Is there any chance that when this Gotham show premieres, you'd be like, oh, wow, I was really wrong and uh, I really could watch the show? It, the idea of the show doesn't appeal to me. It doesn't make sense. Why, why would anybody want to watch a show about Bruce Wayne as a child? It's just, right. it's just not... It, honestly, sir, it just truly... It truly baffles me, and I don't see how this is going to be interesting in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, I guess we'll have to see what happens. But, you know, again, I honestly wonder sometimes. I was like, man, I could make these shows better. I could do so much with these shows. And I wish that I could somehow get a job just helping out these programs, um, you know, kind of find their footing and, and editing and stuff like that because there's so many great ideas that I could bring to the table. But, 
of course, that's probably never going to happen. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. In terms of entertainment, though, was the last um, movie that came out in terms of a uh, big uh, box office, in terms of, you know, uh, either DC or Marvel, was that Thor that came out a couple months ago? Yes, Thor came out, and I think it was at the end of November, which is a really good movie, better than Part 1. And I really enjoyed Part 1, but it was definitely a film worth watching, sir. So yeah, now that Thor's Mar- out, yeah, that's Mar- coming up next, right, Captain America? Yeah. Yeah, that's all coming out in Well, this year, I think in May of 2014, if I'm not mistaken, let me uh, let me just double check here on IMDb and and just to see, sir, because I'm pretty sure that this this movie is going to be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest. And I think this one really does a great job. Yeah, this one really does look good, and I think you're right about. Okay. Three months. Okay. So you know, those are two movies, and we should. we should pick. We should also like do a little bit of rumors, because we have a year to play with uh, with the new Batman versus Superman movie. Oh please! I, don't, I just that movie's gonna make you make us all sick. That's the type of movie that you know the the casting and everything else. I think that they're they're just again. I've I've talked about this ad nauseum, but I, I think this is gonna be a bad film. Make us all sick. They're cramming <laughs> way way too much stuff into this film and. Um, you know, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I can't imagine this movie's going to do well. No, I agree with you, but, you know, at least we have a year to pick a part at it. I mean, I remember when we were talking about, like, you know, the new Superman movie, and it finally came, and, and we weren't on the air, obviously, right after it came out. But uh, at least now we can just rip this movie that's going to come out. People are going to flock to see it. It's going to be Batman vs. Superman, but, you know, like you said, the, the actors that they picked are just horrendous, so... Yeah, I'm um, not looking forward to that, sir, and I guess we'll have to see where that goes. But um, anything else in the docket before we close out? No, I think that's good. Uh, it's a good show. We t- we definitely broke down some football, baseball, wrestling, some entertainment. Uh, you know, we could definitely catch up again, and we'll talk more next week, I'm sure. Oh, definitely, folks. Uh, thank you for tuning in, as always. It's, it's always a pleasure to do the show for you. And, uh, you know, there's nothing left to say or do, but, uh, about this? Oh! What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold. Pure Gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Nice job. Yes, we are, Nikki. Nice job, by the way. The road dog going heel on CM Punk last night. <laughs> Folks, yeah. have a wonderful evening, and we will see you next week. Good night, everyone. Woo! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.